Okay, and that's the podcast. What did you think? Wow. Um. Well. <sighs> pretty good, huh? Listen, Jared. Indie film review, from what I can tell, is absolute garbage. It, <laughs> what? it did not pique anyone's interest, at least anybody that I would know. Uh, you're not Mark Marin. You're not Joe Rogan. I, as far as I can tell, you're just some dude who thinks they have a podcast. And your 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 co-host, if you will, if we can even call him that, he is dead weight. If you think you're going to make it in the world of podcasting, well, you got to go on your own. So um, I'm going to tell you this right now. Stop while you're ahead and just get a what? day job because what? you are upsetting a lot of people. I, I quit my job for this. I, my wife left me. Mm. This is all I have. Well, it's shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? I love um, tears. Mm, no, 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 no. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh, I guess I could just record another episode. That'll make okay. me feel better. Yeah, that works. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. My name is Jared, and with me, as always, is Dan. What's up, the Dan? co-host that's dead weight. Yes. Hello. That's right. Hey, you don't hey. listen to the critics, buddy. <laughs> you're you're the perfect amount of live weight that Ooh, I that kids weight. crave. That's right. <laughs> the living weight that we all feel day to day pushing against our souls, <laughs> crushing us. Crush. Crush, crush. Crush, crush, crush. Ooh, how fun. Uh today we watched a film called Method. Dan, who sent it, and what is it about? Yes, uh, Daria Amir Shahi sent it. Uh, it was written... Amir Shahi. Directed by Daria, and written by both Daria and Matthew Choi, a co-writer. Yeah. Um, this film is another COVID film. Uh, COVID, COVID film. COVID! Where you can definitely feel the constraint of... Um, being in the pandemic as well as the budget which is really interesting um mm, the i believe the covidity of our city yes the covidity of our city of our city <laughs> the... um <laughs> i believe i read that this the budget was about $6000 yeah which is fantastic if you can make a film for that or yeah, less absolutely well, absolutely do, do what you can get out there and fucking make a film man Anyway, you don't need money to make a film. Fuck this film fuck money. is about a woman, or a young woman. Uh, this is story of a girl. Continue. She, her, her name is Amy, and she wants to become an actress. So mm. she quits school and pursues actresshood. And along the way, she makes friends with a woman, a young, another, uh, another young woman named. Um, Lydia, Lydia, Lydia <laughs> my cat's name, Lydia. Oh, Kippy. Yes. And, um, they kind of help each other out a little bit and they, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind mm -hmm. of a bonding sisterhood movie where the bond is forced and not necessarily wanted at first. Ah, yes. First question. <laughs> are there traveling pants in this movie? Yes. They're just, they're going. No the further background. questions. <laughs> So this is a low-budget indie, right? This is the first film by this director. And first then feature, you have a film. Yes. yes, feature film. There are some shorts that they've done. And 
This is a film about becoming an actor and wanting to become a writer and pursuing your dreams. So obviously there's some meta stuff in there with the filmmaker is expressing through they like them wanting to be a director and and doing the writing and everything. So it's all kind of like coalesced in there. And it's, the topics that we're dealing with are like these ambitions and wanting to try to, it's already hard enough to pursue these careers, right? It's even, but now it's in the middle of COVID. Now it's fucking impossible because uh, you can't be around someone without thinking that you're going to be dead soon. If you have, you know, like an immunity deficiency or, or like anything wrong with you. So it's ridiculous. So uh, interesting concept. I will Guys, say. Guys, I haven't left I'm, my house in four years. I four years. <laughs> don't even need COVID. Just don't like people. Don't like it. It's too bright outside. Ow. Vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D's nuts. That's what I say. Hey. Forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> little dress code mafia coming back. Biting us. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is. I forget because we were too silly. But what I can say is, Dan, how did you feel about the directing in this movie? Camera work, where it was, where it wasn't. Camera work was great. Um, what people might mistake for camera work is what bothered me. And that is the editing. Oh, okay. Like the biggest thing that bothered me about this film is how many shot reverse shots there are ah yes because this film is very dialogue heavy and it's like every single time that somebody new talks we cut to that person talking when that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a a way that needs to 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 be filmed like you can have somebody talking and have their back to the camera it feels like it's not that it was bad it just it it took me out of the film because it was constant. Yeah. Like if you have shot reverse shot going with two characters, right? And one character is talking, you don't have to necessarily cut to the other character to hear that dialogue. Yeah. You could see the expression of the other character yeah, exactly. while someone else is and speaking that's, to that's them. That's kind of like a really important ingredient to shot reverse shot. Like that's why it's kind of a strategic move in mm. in filmmaking mm. because faces are important. And it's not just faces of people who are talking, but faces of people who are reacting. And yes, the, yes, the yes. film does this at times. Like it does proper shot reverse shot, but there's just, again, so much dialogue that it just became um a lot and yeah like i said it's not necessarily bad but whenever you have those cuts what they are are very hard cuts uh-huh it's cuts that you can notice because normally yes um you want your cuts to be hidden or at least with classical hollywood cinema like you know the 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 mainstream films cuts are are hidden a lot of the time mm-hmm. whenever you have a cut like that it's not hidden and I don't know if that yeah. was done on purpose, but it makes you realize that, oh, I'm watching a film. I'm not watching a story, you know? Yeah. And it's these, the edits are so manic for me and the dialogue. It sometimes it's just the back and forth. is just too much for me. And it was like giving me anxiety. But now that, now that you've brought up the, the idea of the dialogue being manic, I'm thinking that probably was done on purpose or maybe it was done on purpose. It just, to me, I didn't necessarily like it that much. I loved the dialogue. I loved what was written about it, but it's it's that choice of editing that was kind of gives me pause. It I think the characters needed more breathing room between what they were saying 
and just living in the scene a little more then it just everything felt so rushed and that is a style like amelie or something yeah you know you can go for that but that wasn't all that amelie had going for it it was weird it was bizarre it was doing weird effects with the camera and the fast forward motion in that movie it had a lot of weird things going on of course this is a lower way lower budget film so they don't have that going for it uh it would be hard to do a lot of those tricks um it's just it because of those issues, it was hard for me to keep focus yeah. on what was happening. And uh, that was a real detriment to what was going on in the film. Not um, to say that it's taking away from the other elements of the film. Like, I mm. like the acting. I like yes. the writing. Um, I think the characters had really good chemistry. The only time I didn't like the acting is when I think you weren't supposed to. Yeah. Is during the Whenever audition she's... scenes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there are, there are these audition scenes in the film where the main character is just talking to a camera and doing uh, monologues. But the, the problem for me is that the monologues feel like they were just improv instead of a script from a movie or a film. I thought that could have been more fun maybe if they did something like that. Um but they were so cringe to me. It was just hard to. I like the cringe. Did I, you I like enjoyed, cringe I like, though? I, I don't like cringe. it. It's too much for me, man. <laughs> like the the first one she did was the bad cop. I'm like, this is so silly. No, I, I I, she took her glasses off and put them on and took them off it and put so them. Funny. I mean, that was funny. But and then the I, cowboy one too. Like, okay, yes, you aren't supposed to like it at all. But I loved it. I ate it up. It was wonderful. What was interesting, though, is I feel like the pace of the back and forth actually does ease up over time as the film goes on. It gets a little easier for me to watch yeah. it. It's just it's really front loaded in the beginning with that one scene mm -hmm. of uh, Lydia and Amy are talking together. It's the first time they meet. Yeah. And the characters treat each other like they're good friends that are ribbing on each other, but they have just met. And I was so confused about what's going on in this scene. It, I almost felt like there should have been a little more of an establishing of like, Hey, there's a character. She's like reading or writing in the park. Well, and then this other weirdo shows up. He's like, Hey, what, what well, are you doing? Think She's about like, it like busy. this. I don't like, know. <laughs> Give me a little, uh, well, take this, take this like a couple years back. Right. And we're talking okay, about okay. how old boy is my favorite film. Right. Sure, She's imprisoned yeah. for 15 years. And the first thing he does is, touch someone and talk to them <laughs> this is what is happening in this film this girl has been cooped up for like at least a year and a half and she finally sees somebody her age and she's like i'm gonna pretend that i have a friend now and she's <laughs> immediately just starts joshing with her and i i, I don't know yeah i, I can I see think it where was it cool was... when someone stole her cigarette and then she beat the shit out of all those those gangsters <laughs> that was a pretty cool scene though you're right <laughs> No, okay, so Jared, how did you like those, it happens, I think it happens twice, maybe it happens three times, but the the pull from, like, you know, a certain aspect ratio into the 16-9? Oh, okay, I like the idea, I don't understand why we're doing it, though. Mm. Maybe you could help me, because the film opens up with her doing her, uh, her um, audition reel, and it's in the black and white, 
letterbox, right? Very small screen with the black borders all around. And then it kind of comes out and goes into color. And then, then the intro of the film begins with this beautiful shot of the, uh, the drone overhead and she's skateboarding. And I, I, I like that a lot. Dude, I wish the film work, just started there. Drone work is a plus. I've never seen a film. I mean, like maybe I just need to watch more films, but I've never seen a film where the drone, um, tilt, is used mm. because mm-hmm. you have a top-down shot, right? But then as she's skateboarding away, the drone starts to tilt the camera. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> See, I guess it's cool, but I kind of didn't like it. I wanted it to stay down and just uh, have her slowly leave the scene, like leave the shot. Um, Technology, man. I'm, I'm just a camera tech nerd. That's all it is. So we have all the things I said. Now let's have all of the other things I will say. In the spoilers, this is the spoilers for Method. If you would like to watch this film, you can go to Amazon.com and you can rent this movie, Method 2020, done by Daria Amr Shahi. <laughs> I said it right. Amir Shahi. Amir Shahi. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, this concludes me using words. Dan? Yes. The plot of this film. What about it? Tell me of it. Okay, so Amy is a psychology student, and yes. she attends one class. Not even a whole class. The beginning class. of the class. The beginning of one class, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to be an actress. Later, Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. she goes off, and she tells her mom that she quit school, and her mom's like, well, you're an idiot. And Mm -hmm. you have no idea what you're doing. And she's like, whatever, mom. And she goes and she meets Lydia. And they start hitting it off. And a lot of this film has to do with Lydia and Amy kind of talking about how they view the world and Mm -hmm. them trying to change each other's minds. Yes. They're very aimless. There's like the teen angst of like, what am I going to do with my life? Why do I have to do these things that aren't really a part of what I really want to do? Yeah. And it's because you have to be an adult and make money and make a living and support yourself. And it's like, who gives a shit? I want to fucking paint or I want to be an actor. But those are difficult things to achieve. Uh, and then it kind of gets into, you know, is, is the, you know, are the cards stacked against you yeah. type of thing where it's like some people have it easier than others. And it almost made me think about a lot of like how just everything is random chaos and it, it almost doesn't fucking matter yeah. because you succeeding in Hollywood. It's so fucking random. Like you could have is just as much talent as somebody else. And just through happenstance, that person becomes the next Timothy Chalamet, you know, and then well, you're I mean, like still case in point, a Harrison Walmart Ford. Grader. Harrison Ford was a, a carpenter on yeah. on one of Coppola's sets, I think, and that's how he became yep. an actor. Exactly, Danny Trejo. He was uh, an extra. No, I, I think he had just got out of prison, and he walked onto a, a, a film they were shooting, and they saw him and like, "Well, you look like a great gangster. Why don't you be in our movie?" And he's like, "I don't know how to act. I don't know how to do any of that." He's like, "Just stand here and look look like yourself." And be in my film. And then that's it. Like his whole career went from there. Yeah. So that aside. Changed his whole life. That aside, this this film is mostly about the futility of pursuing dreams, but the 
necessity of pursuing dreams and then having to make a balance between pursuing the dreams and surviving. Absolutely. Yeah. You're hitting nails on heads. That is exactly what it is. Now, does this film tell that story succinctly and in an entertaining way? That's the question that I'm trying to get to. Because I don't feel like it was keeping my attention throughout. Right, okay. And I don't know what would help it give it that edge that would make it more entertaining. Because, you know, like, the film has to be entertaining. Like, because, like, you have the story and what you want to tell, but it still has to appeal to the audience, right? You Like, you want people to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so... So it's like, how do you... Where's the balance in that? I, I honestly think that it's a question of, is this your kind of film? You know, because yeah. this, this is a comedy slash drama... And I can't say this film was my cup of tea, but I did enjoy the the message it had, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy the acting. I thought the acting was very good. What I'm trying to say is I'm confused because I agree with you. It didn't mm-hmm. necessarily hold my attention in the way that it should have, knowing that I liked all these things. The only thing I can think of is that the comedy just didn't work. That, that, that's why that might it was be hard it. for yeah. me to keep it to keep engaged in what was going on. Cause when they were doing the comedy, like whenever, whenever it was more sincere about what was going on and like them, them really talking about their feelings and figuring things out, I was more engaged. And then when it, I mean, there's, so there's certain things like when she's doing the split personality thing, mm-hmm. I thought it was clever and I liked that effect, but those back and forths, it, it felt like it would, it, you were kind of rehashing thoughts over and over again and i guess it just happened in our minds where we kind of like get you know wrapped up in a negative thought um but the the repetition of that especially like just overusing certain certain gimmicks like that uh well just it, it made me tune out i feel like there could have been more and I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, it feels like a gimmick now, but I feel like if they use that more as a narrative device, because they, they bring up a really interesting one where she's hallucinating herself, but also hallucinating a double of Lydia. <laughs> that, when that, ha- when that happened, I was like, okay, she has a problem and she yeah. needs to go and see someone. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with this character? There were no stakes. It was like, what was... What was the driving force of this movie? I guess it's like, okay, I want to make it as an actor. She goes on like one audition. It doesn't do well. And she completely falls apart. And I'm like, that's the, like, you're going to get like as an actor or anything, if you're doing freelance work and you have to get people to like you and to order to commission you, it's going to be painful. It's pain. Like I, I was setting up in my career early on to be in a spot. Cause I, I was doing graphic design and stuff where I would have to be in freelance to make a living. And I'm like, wait, I don't want to do that. That sounds way too hard. Like, I don't want to live day to day not knowing if I'm going to have food on the table. So I made a conscious decision to to stop that and, and try to find a nine to five where this character is wanting to do the opposite, but not accepting the consequences of what that is. Yeah. Right. So... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe showing more of that struggle, like if she was like in L.A. or just having her go through the motions of what are the pitfalls of like being an actor or being a writer instead of having them just kind of like moping around, like mm-hmm. talking about it. But is that the point? Like, 
you know, they're just teen angst. And when you're just like, just go do it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think don't know, it's man. okay to think it is the point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, you can interpret it. You get whatever you want out of this film. And like, like you said, you, you started looking at it like, this is how I performed and this is what I did. And mm-hmm. you're, this, this main character is very naive and is missing the point of life and is failing probably consciously mm-hmm. to accept the reality that is life. And all around it, you have COVID looming over. Like it, it, COVID is not like a big character in the film, but it's a setting. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's kind of what I appreciate about this film is it's an important addition, but it's not like it's hitting you over the head that, oh, we're in COVID and oh, God, yeah. let's make a film about COVID. No, let's make a film about life choices and have an obstacle that is immovable in the way. I think that was a really smart choice. Yeah, no, I get that. It's the absurdity of being like hey mom and dad i'm going to do this thing that like it's a one in a million chance that i'm going to be able to succeed at all let alone just make a decent career you know to, that will be able to support myself and then everyone looking at you and be like, same thing with like saying you want to be a stand-up comedian or doing some of these other tougher jobs i'm a musician and I love playing music. I want people to hear my music, but I'm not making money. I just do it on the side. I do it whenever I find mm-hmm. time, and I I enjoy doing it. It's just something that I do. Yeah. Because you could go and drop everything and be like, I'm starting a band. I'm going to go work on this, do it for 10 years, and it just doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. Or you hit it big. You don't know. And it's like you don't know until you try, right? But you have to accept the consequences of what you're doing in the life that you're going to have to live. Yeah. So, you know, that could be couch surfing. That could be doing a lot of, you know, living a lot of places. A lot of robbing. Doing a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and, uh, it's it's scary. It was scary for me. That's why I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to be a freelancer. It's it's way too uh, stress-inducing for me. I I can't, I like, I need that stability in my life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I guess. Some people are better without it they don't need that the big the big the big conflict between the two friends is lydia has a dream which is she wants to be a writer but she is not pursuing it because she has chosen jared's side of life where she's like i need a nine to five i need to take care of my family i'm just doing she is a fraud yes so afraid (laughs) not a fraud a fraud afraid she is then well, the, for the better part of this film, Amy is convincing her that you shouldn't be like that. You should pursue your dreams because you're actually really good. And what I think should have been or could have been hit on a little bit more is the fact that it, they, they do kind of bring this up. But um, Lydia knows that she's not the best. But Amy's like, this is great. Right. And then mm-hmm. you can be great. Great writers unfortunately just like i i found out very early on uh guitar players wise like great guitar players are a dime of dozen you know like there are so many people that mm-hmm. are great at the intro there's so many people that are great at writing and i think the the film's conflict comes from that anxiety and if that were mentioned more overtly it might have made more sense mm. yeah I don't know. I I really thought this film was going to go into, hey, 
I'm a writer, screenplays, you know, I do all these things. Hey, I want to be an actor. Why don't we put our shit together and do something? Like I could act in your short films or your writings. And then we, then they're going to like build the crew of like, let's get a director. Let's do all these other things. Cause like that is, this is what this film really is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's Daria getting all these people together to be like, Hey, let's make our own film. Let's do our own shit. So it's like a meta of that. So I thought that's what this film was going to be representing of like, just do it. Just go out there and do it. Like, you know, don't let other people stop you from making content the only way to, to get your name out there is to do it and make it like, right. You have to have a film reel or like something to show other people be like, Hey, look, here's my performances. Here's the things that I've done, you know, to get your foot in the door, so to speak. But did it need to go that way? Like, yes, it is. It, it is very meta. I will agree with that, but it's also, it doesn't need to be about filmmaking. Like, it's it's fun for us because we're like, oh, this is about filmmaking and it's very reflexive in that way. Mm -hmm. But it's also a universal message, right? So I guess mm -hmm. where your hang up is is the the trade-off between the meta aspect and the universal message going on at the same time. And which one's more important to an audience? It, yeah, it's the circumstances of how the film was made versus like what they are talking about. If if this film was about like two girls going to rob a bank or something, then I wouldn't have any of these questions because but because it's so close to what they are actually doing while they are making this film. It makes me think they they have to be tied together. Yeah, but they don't. I guess they don't necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. Meta, meta shit gets weird, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It makes you think. Uh, all right. Well, final thoughts, Dan. How are you feeling? If you enjoy like buddy dramas or like, you know, kind of best friend dramas, this film is going to satisfy that, that feeling for you. Like I said, the, the biggest thing that took me out of it was the editing. Outside of that, I enjoyed the film. It was it was fun. I think they had a lot of really interesting things to say about what we've talked about, like about the mm -hmm. the aspect of what should I do with my life? Should I pursue dreams or should I not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fear and anxiety yeah. that goes along with the unknown. Oh, so spoopy. So I think just like relax the pacing. Yeah. Which is part of the editing. Right. So we you, you got to let certain things breathe. Um careful with how quirky your characters are because once you get into that manic quirky area and it, it becomes like such a high frequency of that it's a real turnoff at least for me it, it makes it makes it kind of hard to enjoy what's going on i'd rather have the characters be more relatable and likable than like zany and if you're gonna go zany quirky have like one character do that and then the rest, everyone else is reacting to how ridiculous that character is, which I think I feel like they do kind of do they that do. in this movie. Like with, Lydia was with, uh, grounded. I liked how. Yeah, Lydia is just was. like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, she's a real doof. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I'm feeling. So um, I think it's a good, strong effort, especially. Especially. Words. I know. Fuck me. I think it was a good, strong effort. Now you have to keep it in that I fucked it up. I think it was a good, strong effort for a first film that's low budget 
And I'm excited to see what else this filmmaker and these actors are going to be doing in the future without COVID. Mm. Like, let's just fucking leave that shit behind us. Let's move on to bigger and better things. I already think they're doing that right now. I kind of went in and looked at some of some stuff that they've been working on. It looks pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for what the future holds. Yes, me too. Keep making films. Guys, we will you watch can them. find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. My name is Dan. <laughs> My name is Jared. Thank you all for listening so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, if you want, you know, just go check out the Necropodicon.com. That's the Necropodicon.com. Uh, they got other cool podcasts on there. You know, go check them out. Uh, yeah. So tell other people about our show. That really helps us. You can rate us things. Give us a like. Uh, whatever. But like, just tell people about do it. Stuff. I think that helps do a lot. Stuff. Do yeah, stuff. just do stuff. Are you not doing stuff? Stop that. Do things. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you, Dan. Final word. Guys, I am so excited to, to drink my expired espresso, especially <laughs> because I'm going to get expelled from school and have to exit the exonomic society. X. X, 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 but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good. Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropodicon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast. Yeehaw! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.